Welcome to She Woo Dares, a podcast where women share empowering stories of personal growth, embracing the inexplicable calling of the soul, and in which I speak of all things Akasha, human design, soul plan, and everything in between, hoping to normalize the woo. Hello and welcome Purpose Seekers. Welcome back once again for another amazing conversation today with Yuritsi Govea. Um, We met what, three and a half years ago now, I want to say, and we were both in the body-mind coaching training. We were in a live get-together, I suppose we could say, in Ohio, and uh, we met, we were together for a, a very intense week almost. Anyway, we've been in touch or at least observing each other's paths through Facebook. And when I started this this podcast, I knew that I wanted to uh, see if she wanted to um, join us. So I invited her. So Yuritsi, welcome. Thank you so much, Debbie, for, for this opportunity, for this invitation. I am so excited to, to let this conversation flow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this is it. Like it's she woo dares, right? And I know that Yuritsi is all about the woo. And of course, usually before we get there, we have traveled quite a journey. And um, even though woo has probably been part of our lives, I mean, over multiple lives, right? It's when we get born and we become conditioned away from who we are, we kind of forget that we have access to all of this beautiful woo, which is really how you describe it like energy right it's this flow of energy so tell us tell us a little bit about yourself tell us who is Yuritsi (laughs) who is Yuritsi so I am officially um, a dreamer as the average you know like language would describe someone like me and I really I have always been attracted to what I can see. I I am very curious by nature and by design. Um, And I I have always been very challenging, like with concepts and just like things that I was told. And I think that curiosity has led me to what I do now in my life, which is really investigating about what we have access to in this life, in this 3D world, and how can we live a life that feels lighter, that feels joyful, like, so, you know, full of moments of joy and just drops during the day. Um, and really, how is that connected to the body, the stress, how we move through this world with this device, this body, this yeah, this vessel, we can say, I like to call it vessel, because all the, that it holds, the suit, yeah, and I think that that has been calling me throughout my life through dance, I have done professional dancing, modern contemporary dance, um, the healing arts, you know, through hands-on work, different types of energy work, and now really getting into more the um, ethereal part of the the brain we can say the nervous system the energy language in the body and helping people navigate life with those tools so it's all connected um i am really into the the work of the body and conscience and spirit 
that union drives me like, woof, I am fascinated by it all the time with anything. <laughs> yeah. So in a nutshell, that's who I am. <laughs> I can see it lights you up. Like your your face is just like, we can't see it obviously because this is audio, but her face is just like, this is lighting you up. So yeah, so you are, when it comes to human design, so you're familiar with human design, you're a one, three mm-hmm. um, projector, right? So uh, thank you for accepting this invitation. <laughs> Thank and you. <laughs> the one line that really has you like going like this deep study, right? I'm a five one, so we're slightly different in profile, but I recognize we were just talking about that a little bit before we started. The one line in human design has this need, this, this, just this inner drive to just go deeper and investigate. And and then it'll it'll take you one thing will take you to the next, to the next, to the next. So you are a somatic coach. What is somatic coaching or healing? What, what is that exactly? Because I know people read it, it's out there a lot, but what is it exactly? So somatic means the body, soma, right? The physical body and all its functions. Um, so I didn't know, you know, that what we were doing as a massage therapist when I was working like that, I was already working in the somatic arts, you know, somatic healing, it's, it sounds very scientific, which it is, of course. So when it comes to somatic coaching, somatic healing, it means that you are incorporating the body and all that it holds in the process, um, in your emotional processing, in your energy levels processing, in your habits. It's incorporating it in the conversation because as the one line right has led me to investigate and investigate it's constantly um keeping you first alive of course but it's always trying to keep you safe um and survive and save energy so everything around us in our life is built around the body's choice if we don't really pay attention so Nowadays, I realized in when I was doing hands-on work that the person on the table was very stressed. And, and as time went by, I think, yeah, in 10 years, I saw a, a need that the time of people needing me touching them to calm them down, to calm their, their system down, the, the stress, take them out of the stress really like create a shift in the body, it was taking longer and longer and longer. So I was like, why is that happening? And is that they wouldn't feel how much their body was talking to them. They were perhaps tolerating something outside in their world and the body was resenting it, but the body was talking. So I I now learned, uh, um, it's called somatic coaching because you want to involve the body in the conversation when you're helping this person and help them feel the subtleties that are there that when we are in the head in our head space and and with all the noise that is coming at us constantly it's such a practice and a skill I think that we are not nurturing and it's taking a toll in our bodies and and the disconnection with the present the constant present and the power that 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 we can access when we are able to to listen to the body. So 
when you incorporate the body in a coaching conversation or a healing process, you're checking in constantly. How does that feel in your body? Like, it's okay. Like, don't doubt it. It's talking to you, like, you know, and just helping them make that um, a second nature. And it does become your second nature, but it takes practice. And it's a choice that you make every day. That's, um, I don't know if that gave yeah. uh, some no, I think it's really important for people to understand. And and, and there's no, it's no um, coincidence that we met in the body-mind coaching field, of course. Right. It's all about connecting the body and the mind and asking the questions and feeling into the body. And we are very heady humanity. And I love, I love how you say as well, because I say that all the time this 3d existence the 3d person like us living this life in this suit or this vessel uh can be very heady like it's a mental ex existence and the body is always giving you signs and giving you signals and the more you ign ignore them the louder the body's going to start screaming at you or talking to you or at some point is going to be screaming at you in the form of disease, illness, or just discomfort. Right. So right. Um, doing the somatic healing uh, for, in any way for me, I, I was, um, I spent, I did massage therapy as well. And then I focused on, I specialized in uh, myofascial release therapy. Mm. And it's incredible to see how much people hold in their bodies Yes. And also how disconnected people can, can be from their bodies. So really bringing, bringing that back, but it's such a beautiful process. But I think over time with everything that happens, I feel like people really lose trust in their bodies, yeah. the faith that they actually have that, that intelligence within them. And um, I was right. looking a little bit at your soul plan. I told you before, uh, before we hopped on this call, which is a different, it's a, it's a modality that I do. And, and one of the things that comes forward is that you do, you have this natural, you, you're it, you have this natural holistic intelligence. So what then to you is, is woo? And when in your life did you actually start realizing that it was present for you, like more consciously? Mm. So what is woo and when did I realize that it was present for me? So I didn't know the word woo before I came to the, the U.S. Okay. Um, from Mexico originally. And there we don't really have a word for that. But it started many years back ago when I was 17. Um, so first woo for me to answer the first question is to accept that we have illogical powers. <laughs> um, there are things that can't be proven with an instrument that can't be measured with actual instruments um, in, in science, as we call it, or just, yeah, measurement tools, but do happen, that they do show up. They do hear you, um, these energies, these frequencies, and... Like now I like to use the, the example of the phone, you know, that you are getting all this information, but you don't see it coming in, but you give a command and it happens. And that's pretty much like the most basic proof that energy that is not visible happens. And yes, there is science for that. It's amazing. But 
that's man-made, right? Created. Um, and it came from this very creative place inside of a human. So imagine what we can do with ourselves as in, in our body, which is an amazing machine. I always, when I studied, when I started studying the body, I was like, everybody should study this. Like the body is amazing. And when you combine the power of the brain, the power of thought, which is fascinating combined with the the body which is like an antenna we can say and I when I started playing with it I'm like this thing is like can somebody explain this to me and and you know little by little I started seeing like aura readings or like this um the the just this this the technology now showing up how it affects the body and the waves the frequencies the heart brain, for example, the electromagnetic field, all these words that before I didn't know, but I started um, experiencing uh, the effects. And when I uh, when I was introduced, we can say to it was when I read this book that everybody knows pretty much, I think, The Alchemist. Um, and it just inspired me a lot to play with possibilities with the things that I didn't have materially and just with that desire, I started to play with, the, the, I wanted something so badly, which was very against my situation. It required money, status, and really leaving my hometown. So I was introduced, like life just put this friend that gave me this book. She was coming from a big city and I was living in this fisherman, you know, village and she, she, I don't know, life just started to put these people in front of me, challenging my beliefs, my way of seeing life and limitations. And I read that book and I made a decision that I am, I'm doing it. I don't know how. I think that's what the, I have to, I was saying to you, I have to reread that book because I'm like, what really inspired me from it? And I made the decision in my mind. I saw it and I started looking for as if it was happening, right? And that brought another possibility, another person. And and since then, I I was like, miracles exist. Like life really brings what you need if you're listening to that desire that comes from deep, 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 deep within, not from the head only, but like it felt very deep. And I wanted to be a professional dancer and I wanted to go out and do this thing professionally. And it was just very impossible. So since then, I that was my proof. Like what I think and I really desire and act on it, things will move and I won't know how, but they will be there to support me if I really want it and if I really pursue it. And it's been like that up until now. And then when I got into the massage, you know, the healing therapy in Mexico with my teacher, my then teacher, just the power of the hands and, you know, the energy in the hands and hearing things when I was working on someone very charged emotionally, doors slamming, and just with the pure intention of helping this person feel better, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm simplifying the art of, of healing through the hands and having the intention to to help someone but a lot of things happen to me that I'm like that's it like there are things that I can see but when I have the intention and the thought 
I am I, something is cooperating with me. And 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 that just pulled me down the rabbit hole, as you were mm-hmm. saying. It's like I need to know what it is. And like, why are people not using it? Why are they believing the, the limitations that you know they grew up with? It's like, let's challenge that. What can happen? What if it works? What's the worst that can happen? Exactly. I think a lot of it is judgment, fear of judgment, um, conditioning, right? We've been conditioned to believe something isn't what is. And uh, we have to have our own experiences or our really our that deep desire to break away from that or to at least explore something different and not worry about the consequences or what other people around you uh, may think. So, Mm -hmm. and we've talked about that. You said, you know, the alchemist part. Paulo Coelho, obviously, who wrote that, and I've I've read that too long a long time ago. But we're just talking about how amazing it is to have these books that, even though you can't really remember what it was about exactly, like in that moment, they inspired you so much. And for me, that was the Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. Uh, I think that was the very first, like, truly spiritual book that I read, and it just it just made so much sense to me. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, this this makes sense. And that kind of starts lighting up your being. And how beautiful that you were just gifted this book out of the blue. And that was kind of like, that set you off. And I think I read it, I was at a friend's house staying there a couple of days and and her, her partner, I think, even had just finished reading it. It was sitting on the shelf and I was like, I didn't have a book with me so I I grabbed that one and I ended reading it and it was so powerful and I remember one of the things that I took from that really the only thing in that moment that I took from that is like for two people to be together it's not about being two half circles right trying to complete each other it's about being two individually complete circles that complement each other something like that and I was like wow if for me you know, with my Open G Center in human design, which is all about love and direction and me identifying a lot with, you know, if somebody gave me positive attention attention or love, even if it wasn't the right kind of love, I would still just completely lose myself, right? Mm. Complete that myself and the other, but not really being complete myself. So just the power of having, having a book give you such an incentive to make something of your life or just having it create awareness in right. seeds and that's what we're here to do and that's what all the wood modalities do as well it's about uh, and this podcast hopefully i want i want to plant seeds i want people to be open to experiencing and exploring something new so what different things have you explored i know you've trained in a lot of things mm-hmm. um actually i want to bring something up as well because you've You've studied lymph lymphedema therapy. Um, so lymphedema therapy, it's uh, the whole management of inflammation through manual lymph drainage, which they had to correct me that it's not massage, uh, but it's a manipulation, very soft manipulation at the surface level, combined with compression therapy and exercises. So okay. that is a whole complete decongestive lymphatic you know therapy that's what I studied the reason I bring that up is because last week I went and had a lymph drainage session Mm. and it was very different to what I I I guess I had this expectation like it was going to be like deep 
kind of like I know it was like this pushing motion, but it was very gentle. But the interesting thing was when I turned onto my back, she started giving me a stomach massage. And I had something over my eyes. She covered my eyes with like a, a baggie with all kinds of lovely herbs and whatever. And I find myself getting so emotional. And I realized I have so much stuff. You know, the stomach is where, where we're vulnerable. We hold a lot of emotion there. It's where we guard ourselves as well, right? We, we, we guard ourselves against stuff coming in. And when I was lying there exposed and she started massaging my stomach and it felt great. And there was just this huge emotional release. And I was like, wow. So I booked again for this Friday because I want that. <laughs> oh, I want that. I, I, you know, but we don't, we often don't realize how much we hold. And I, I found it really interesting that, um, yeah. that that happened because the journey, our self-healing journey is never ending. Right. Like we guide others like you, you're a somatic coach. Um, you help people. You've got a, a program called Rebirth, which we'll talk about a little bit or in a little bit. But um, we still have to do the work ourselves. So what are some of the things that, that you enjoy doing? What, what are some modalities that you like? So um, it's funny because since I left New York two years and a half ago, I've been living like uh, living surrounded by greenery, trees and foresty that foresty vibe and close to the ocean being close to a shore right as my environment um, that has been very resetting that I don't find myself needing to go to get a service from a, a healer a human right and um, that itself I think um, right now for me the earthing you know walking on on earth barefoot touching the the green cleaning the yard the yards a lot of um <laughs> greenery around and um i love to practice kundalini yoga raja yoga meditation um that has been like my most i would say the, the things i practice the most and very intuitive uh, exercise you know i still do some dance exercises but some days I feel like doing Pilates. Some days I feel like just walking or just, it's very, I'm, I'm really listening to my body every day, but um, that, you know, the, 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 the body, just all the things that it holds, I think it needs a, a, a discharge. And I am blessed to have, to be able to go out and, and step on the, on the, you know, on the dirt and, and have my session with mother nature, my grounding process. Um, I am thankful for that, but not everybody has that. And sometimes we need some support, as you said, and, and there is nothing wrong with that. But in, I think in US at school, when I went to school, the massage school, massage therapy school, they rarely uh, would teach you to, address the abdomen because it's a very intimate place and not everybody's comfortable with it it feels very invasive sometimes um but a lot as you said a lot of it a lot of stuff is held there and you, it's just something that therapists um would ask sometimes they don't even ask because they train you like that and people don't ask either to have it done and and that's so cool that you got to experience the power of 
energy moving in a very subtle way and and just the, the all the fluids in the body and all the memory it carries like who knows what was you know being held there and it needed to be processed and yeah I think you find what you need in the moment again life brings you it calls you if you're connected to your body it will pull you to places and something probably pulled you to try lymphatic therapy um and when you were talking about the book I, I wanted to mention that my friend, the one that gave me the book, doesn't remember that she gave gave me the book. Oh, really? <laughs> so funny that you know you will you will have situations or people in front that are just leading you on your path to know more about yourself. It never ends. But yeah, that's what I am doing right now. A lot of breathing, kundalini yoga, um, and and earthing, a lot of grounding and, and ocean, <laughs> going to the water. That yeah. helps. Just to, yeah. to, to specify, you live in Puerto Rico now. Right. And so that's why you're like in this very jungly, almost jungly ocean environment. So so basically what I'm hearing is that Mother Nature is your therapist. And that's beautiful. She And it's, it is it is important, like the grounding, the earth in, the connecting with nature. And then you've got gate 40 in your conscious sun, right? You need me time you need rest you need recuperation and, and and recharging your battery so what better place to do that oh yeah than in mother nature and also like your friend not knowing keep in mind people don't forget how impactful one small gesture can be because we all think we all feel we're so insignificant like who are we like how what is my contribution to society to the world to my friends to my environment it could it could be as simple as as just lending or giving you some someone a book that you've read and it's life changing. So don't dismiss your own power and it'd be nice a good exercise to really feel into. Wait a minute, who who have I inspired? Who have I guided onto a different path? Just maybe by by throwing out one sentence. Do you know what right. I mean? have such impact and also something really interesting talking about this lymph drainage because I came in to the spa and I had to fill out a form and on the form the questions were would you like to have a stomach massage your stomach massage and I ticked no and when the girl started on my stomach oh. my first reaction was getting angry getting pissed I was like wait a minute I said didn't I take no did she not read that thing it's like it's like oh well she's there now and then you know after about I don't know maybe 30 seconds it was just like Ooh. um and so it it needed to happen wow I'm so glad that it's so now in retrospect I'm actually glad that she didn't clock that when she had she probably didn't even read the form I don't know it's a hotel spa like the train to do very often it's it's hard I find in Aruba to find like a really good massage therapist mm. you know there's there's a million spas but it's I feel like being a massage therapist like you it's a passion and it's a gift and you, your heart has to be in it it has to be for for coming from the heart and not from the dollar signs which often happens obviously in the big hotel resort spas and yeah stuff. but you know when I was done I was actually really really appreciative yeah, so interesting how that how that worked out. Like I That's needed it. amazing. Yes. <laughs> and again, like I said, I'm going again. So 
Um, I could have stayed angry and said, you know, don't do that. I told you not to do that. But it's like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to open up and, and, and I'm just going to allow it to happen. And when it did, it was really powerful. Mm. I forget how powerful that, that, that work is. So tell us a little bit about, about your rebirth program. What, what is that? What does that look like? Oh, what does that look like? Hmm. So, so I did the training where we met uh, the body mind uh, coaching method, and it changed my life really. Like it's it's up until now, I still keep using it in my life. The method, um, but there was a moment where I I had a little like a a blockage, a ceiling, as they say in one of those famous books. I hit a ceiling, and I was like, why and why and why and in the same program, um, this coach, Lori, mentioned uh, the book Patriarchy Stress Disorder and from Dr. Valerie Rain. And I'm like, I'm going to read it. Of course, I love books. So I went in and it opened my eyes to trauma and how subconscious we are, you know, subconsciously we are holding all these protective mechanisms uh Sometimes depends where you are coming from, uh, your background, ancestral, generational, all the things. And I'm like, I think I want to work on this because I have all these tools. I have all the things that I need to to have my business, my coaching business. But something inside of me is not clicking. So I dove into that, of course, as a good one line and. I got trained in the in, in her method uh, along uh, the teacher is also her partner both of them created the pro- program the certification program Jeffrey Tambor in the coaching very looking you know future forward looking uh, way of creating your life changing your life all of this great stuff and I was also in the container of just healing and healing and healing and healing and I saw how both of them have the, their place in this journey. Like they both need each other. And that le- that led me to create this program called Rebirth because at the same time, I know, you know, there are people out there like I was looking to, to achieve something in this lifetime. But um, there are things that need to be addressed in the background. And it's either or, it takes a lot of time. And I'm like, I went through both containers. I'm going to offer this to people. And it's a rebirth because after, for me, it was after nine months around, which is interesting that it's when, you know, usually the time the womb, the the baby, the fetus (laughs) is in there creating a new body. Since it's a very body-mind connection process, it takes time. and, And I feel personally in the coaching industry I have been victim of it. I want everything to happen like this. Like, you know, I I feel like so impatient and I'm like, why is this? And I didn't realize that my nervous system needs time to adapt to to this new way of seeing and moving through this, this plane. And there are going to be triggers all the time, but how do you create a, 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 the hardware, right? This the suit. How do you make it stronger to move through and, and and have these these tools? Because 
I've been on the, oh, I want that. I want that. Oh yeah. I love my past. I love my emotions. Okay. A lot of love, but I also got caught in the healing only and it would never end. I would never feel ready. So it's like, I want to mix this too. I, I think we can do both. And after nine months of doing the trauma work, you know, and applying the coaching, that's when something felt like it clicked. And I am honoring that. I I don't, I think people have different timelines, of course, but um, the program was inspired from that. And it's like a rebirth because you're creating a whole layer of new you inside. Like it's a different you. And, and I think we need a cocoon. We need to honor that process because there are going to be inner deaths of things that will want to survive the old parts of you but you also want to nurture the new ones and let, help them mature and, and it's like a baby first so it's it, that's how it feels like when I look back three four years ago my life is totally different and it happened thanks to these two processes so now I'm offering shorter quote-unquote nine months is usually the, the the it's the longest program I have right now and the one I recommend to just like have both like you can work on your dreams and it's also okay to heal this let's learn how to compartmentalize and respect how they are connected in your journey in your process and I think I I, I wish I had that but it wasn't you know the I wish really doesn't exist I am so happy I, I had the opportunity and access of accessing this information and it's a lot of information so for those that don't want to wait five years right to to have their life somehow upgraded there is this opportunity and that's why rebirth and it's full of you know again going back to nature listening to your rhythms resetting really challenging so it's deep it's not it's not a quick fix, definitely. And would, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, and I would think that this, just thinking coming from you, a projector creating this, I think projectors listening to this, it may sound really like a beautiful space because you need time and a lot of projectors that have been pushing, 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 pushing. Oh. Well, getting things done, like I need to do this, I need to create, I need to, you know, keep up with the rest they actually need so much rest and healing and taking that step back. And then if you're going to step into a program, that's going to be, here you go, get this finished in a month time. It's going to be even more overwhelming. So yeah. that, that you hold like a, a whole birth cycle, or at least like, you know, incubation <laughs> cycle from, from start to finish to just rebirth this, this new, intelligence of body and mind connection right yeah. that's really what it is that's beautiful yeah so thank you Mom. I know one of the things that you really love experimenting with and learning is, is is about really about the energy right the frequencies of energy and you mentioned it before a little bit like your thoughts are really important like what and what you put out there and what you radiate and we have that's another thing like we have so much effect on people just through our energy and you can tell if you're around someone who's very negative or if you're very negative around other people you may notice that people kind of pull away or you may want right. to pull away from someone who has that that negative vibration that negative energy and it doesn't mean that they're a bad person it just means that there's something that 
that's being radiated out that needs addressing right because if you can change your mindset if you can change your vibration that's when you start attracting different opportunities like you had when you read the book it's like oh wait a minute there is a different way so mm-hmm. you still experiment with this right it's it's you're still learning but what is can you give an example of of how frequencies uh, fit into your life so um frequencies i think oh i'm i'm trying to find the words because it's been a, also a consequence of practice of practicing absolutely yes so I will, when i learn about human design um you know i i i I already believed in auras and energy and how the vibrations of others affect you. And, and so you're there in New York city and you're like, Oh my gosh, all these vibrations around me, all, all these people, all these auras, I am affecting them. They're affecting me. What's mine. What is not? Oh my gosh. You know? So that's there, that there is that realization. And then we move out of the city. We get ejected by life, you know? Um, and we land on these mountains. There, there are, our homes like so far and I started I guess feeling my own energy and living like that for two years already and a half now that I go to somebody's home that I go to the store or I am having conversations with someone I can feel their energy even more but there was a time when I decided that I would um let that be more part of me, part of my life that I, I, I had to work on the trauma, you know, the, which one, I don't know if you yeah. guys listening to this, I'm sure, you know, that the, which one that, that I had visions during my trauma work with the facilitator that at some point in my subconscious, it showed up that I was silenced, that I couldn't speak the things I knew that I felt that I just knew. And I would be made fun of, um, ridiculized, all of these things. And during that process, one of the sessions, I was like, it's okay. I I chose. And like a month after, Debbie, I am not going to lie to you. My I, wa- I went to Mexico and my mom's cat got sick. I always say tell this story. I'm not going to say it all. But the cat spoke to me in my dreams. Never happened. And it was a dream at first, but a few hours into the morning, the thing that he complained of in the dream happened. And I'm like, mom, I dreamt this this morning that he was complaining that he was in pain. So we had to take him to the vet. We took him to the vet and the cat needed urgent attention. And I'm like, but he wasn't complaining. He just couldn't jump as he usually does in the morning. And I thought of, that I'm like this this is real like this energy communication through dreams through sensing and so I think since I started to create safety in my body it started to become more obvious that the language of energy in my world even more and I think I mean I I I live by this like if we practice every day some stillness and we just listen what's going on inside what is, what are you feeling? And, and okay, it's okay. Is it yours? Is it, and the more you tune it in your body, the more you try to locate it, you are refining this, this uh, instrument of, of perception. And 
nowadays when I I exchange with someone, I I do my my cleansing. I go step on on the dirt, touch a tree, do breathing, and 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 you feel really the difference. And I think frequencies you can feel it when when even people I think subconsciously speak about it when when they meet someone. Oh, this person gives me a bad vibe. It's like right. You're saying it, you're feeling it. Imagine if you were able to listen even more every day. And it's okay to say, no, I don't want to go to that place. I don't like that vibe. I don't like this. And and being more with myself, with my aura, as you were saying, I have this gate, but I, I really look for that. Uh, it really ref- helps you refine that perception. And it's a protection. It's beautiful. And I use crystals before. I didn't believe in crystals. I do believe now. Uh, I have used my incense, my all of this, but there is nothing like knowing your own energy, feeling it, and then experimenting when somebody else comes in or you hear something. And I have a, an open um, crown, you know, and my Agna is undefined. I have to look at my chart. I just know that I am very easily influenced so I have to be very careful. I have to be very careful with anything anyway. But um, because I love to investigate and read a lot, I have to have a lot of discerning power. So that practice for myself, you know, playing with it, like really doing it has proved to me that, okay, this this works. This, this is real. I'm not making it up. And I would ask my partner, for example, he's also very into, into this energy work and the woo. Uh, he's even more. And I would think he's a little bit too much, but he's even more sensitive. And and now I ask him, like, is that something I'm making up? No, 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 I felt it. Or that, you know, you start getting these people around you that confirm things that the mind will sometimes question, you know? So that's that's my thing with frequencies <laughs> and being okay with discerning what yeah. comes in your field and it's interesting that you bring up the witch wound this has been brought up in a couple of podcasts now and it's come up as well uh, in my akashic work that i do with clients mm. and my own akashic work as well is that silencing like having been persecuted for our woo in, in past lives and 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 pre not just past lives so, sorry like even generational like we are yeah. who said it but we're the granddaughters of the granddaughters of those that, that were burnt at the stake so it's it's in our dna like it's carried through carried through and it needs it's something that needs to be healed and addressed and there's different ways of doing that yeah um and realize it well and also we're still we're still kind of being witch hunted in a modern way. Yeah. It's still, it's still happening. Although we can't be burnt at the stake anymore. There's still reasons for women to fear their power because the men often fear the power that the women have, but it could be such a beautiful collaboration. Like it is like even you and your partner as well. Like he's into the woo, which is great. And also just recognizing how energies work in frequency and also your own energy. Because if we are unaware of how our energy works and we're just throwing our 
you know, bitterness out there or our frustration or anger, it's going to have an effect. It's going to have an effect on your relationship with your partner. It's going to have an effect on your children, on your friends. This this awareness has really helped me as well because we're all still learning. We're still human, 3D experience. We have our moments of frustration and anger, but it's really like, okay, wait a minute. I'm I need to sit with myself and check in with myself. Oh, wait a minute. Why, why am I feeling like this? You know, and, and, and not point fingers or find reasons outside of myself for why I'm feeling this way. Mm-hmm. But what do I still need to heal? And, um, and of course there are circumstances that things happen that are really out of your control or someone's really done something bad, but then again, okay, how long am I going to hold on to this? How long am I going to let this experience affect my vibration, my frequency? Um, Are you holding on for too long? You know, all that kind of stuff that can come into play. Super important. And it's a learning curve. It's a process. It's never ending. But like I always say, it's the awareness. And when you have the awareness and like you said, play with it, play with the frequencies. And can I add to what you're saying that, what I learned also is that not all the time is my fault that I am feeling some in a, in a way, you know, in a certain way, but also honoring that there is a collective energy out there and that we are being exposed to it. So again, connecting with you in what feels true to you, if it's yours or if you picked it up and it's really like, this is not even mine. Like, let me be, or, or somebody else, like, oh, this person is under the influence, but that's not really that person. Like something is up. Maybe this person was somewhere else and it, he, she was susceptible to some energy. So it really helps to not take things so personal and to not beat ourselves up so much. But like acknowledging it's, oh, I'm feeling like this. Hmm. This person is feeling like that. Why? And being curious. Because sometimes uh, in the healing, you know, uh, I I know for myself when I knew that I am learning all this, I am studying, I wouldn't forgive myself for feeling some things. And I'm like, it's all me. It's my fault. I'm not thinking right. I'm not this. But I learned to be compassionate with myself and, and be like, okay, where did this come from? Hmm. And move through faster in a way, you know, or in a more effective way. Yeah. yeah not not like blaming yourself or holding on to but but again like you said like aware awareness and 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 doing something with that or having the compassion through the awareness yeah you're you're right like we we every every day every single day every moment of the day we are affected by these different collective influences when we talk about human design right the gates like the different energy of the gates that we move through all the time and People are affected differently, some not so much, some some a lot more. Uh, and then you can be in in the in the you can be out of balance in that energy. Yeah. So being in tune with what's going on and with how you really what is your what is your standard of of the energy or the vibration that you hold and how is it kind of veering away from that? Like, wait a minute, this is this is not normal to my usual being uh, mm-hmm. situation and, and really tapping into that. And, and that's why it is so important. That's what I, I, I think is great that you are taking so much time to be out in nature. When you're in the rat race, 
you don't have time or at least you you tell yourself that you don't have time but even if you create five minutes a day for yourself five minutes more than what you do now to sit and find something like a meditation or like if you have a defined ajna lying down would be good a guided meditation doing some breath work doing some dancing like moving just just really tapping in with you with your core with your body with your energy and it's you know you don't have to sit down and meditate for hours people are like i don't have time to meditate yes but you don't have to sit for hours right. do five minutes do five minutes start there and you'll see you know once you get to calm down the monkey mind this is an excuse that i hear so often oh but my mind's too busy and i you know i go yes but that's the whole point like you said it's practice right you have to practice it's like playing playing the flute you have to practice you can't just pick up a flute and play it it's practice you can't just sit down and meditate perfectly if you've never done it and then there's never right. perfect way of meditating because one day you can be really great and the next day it's like you're all over the place it's part of the process as well so what is a piece of advice that you have for the people that are listening is there any wisdom that you'd like to impart oh my goodness when you were saying about um people you know people get get frustrated with oh my mind is too busy i can't meditate um right now you know i i had my i've been phoneless for almost two weeks and that's been shaking me than the computer and it it's been such a coincidence because i i've been reading the book called stolen focus and Years ago, when I started my meditation practice, the, the method is Raja Yoga, which is an eye, open eye meditation. I always heard that, you know, the power of concentration, the power of focusing, and that it's a power that we all have. And, and, and that's the work. And I would resist meditating sometimes, or I would fall asleep. And so this book, I find it at the airport and I start reading it. These things go away. And he talks about the life that we are living right now, it's pretty much constructed to distract us. Yes. And 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 like you don't realize it. I, I mean, I thought I had control over my digital um, you know, hygiene. <laughs> I did not. I'm like, <gasps> um, focus, it's something that it's getting lost and if we allow it because of the life we live in. So perhaps. I think we all have different ways of tuning into ourselves and you already know it. You, for some, it's really moving, but that's, that is helping you focus in one thing, which is moving, doing one way. Uh, for others is the breath work. Uh, and perhaps in another year, it will be writing, but whatever thing you can do that comes out of you, that where you are putting out energy and not intaking energy it's going to give you a lot of feedback of where you are, how you're feeling. And it's, re it's really contradictory because I'm going to say there is a lot of information out there, <laughs> which is would be taking, but I'm sorry. I don't know how else, but I think just like things I do that help me is leaving my phone outside of my bedroom. I don't sleep with it. Um, I turn back to reading a physical book. Um, having lights that are very, very mellow in your bedroom. Um, what do you watch at night? 
you know, before going to sleep. And it's just, uh, you know, it's it's so powerful. It really influences how, how do you feel and what kind of restful sleep uh, or not you have. Uh, sleep is a main thing for me. Sleep a lot. Sleep a lot. Don't feel guilty for sleeping. <laughs> just don't. Uh, a professional sleeper <laughs> that didn't sound well um, is is uh, is telling you it's okay to sleep. Your body needs that time to reset, to detox. And if you want more, get that that book, Stolen Focus by um, what's his name? Oh my goodness, I for I forgot it. I I need to look it up. I have it on my bed, bedside uh, t- um, table. Um, you can google it and then they can put their phone away yes it is so good it's like the health care of of the of the of the times now our relationship with the digital um world i would you know it's i bought it because i'm like i will need to to i want to help my clients with this if they want to focus on something and i am i'm having to use that for myself right now so I would start with that um, nurturing more uh, or cultivating more time for yourself I don't know how that looks for you yeah and I think that's really hard I I I mean I think it's very necessary and it can also be very hard for people who have never kind of done that work or taken the time for themselves Mm -hmm. and um, I think one of the biggest struggles is that when you put your phone away you're going to have to sit with yourself. You have to going to sit with your being. You're going to have to sit yeah. with your mind, with whatever pops up, the unhealed stuff that pops up. So it's easier to hide behind a phone. And I remember I had one coaching client in a program, and that was what that was the biggest struggle for her initially. Oh, just not not look at a phone and see if people responded to this or that, my post or my message, and. It's like take that time, and we 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 literally had to do like a, a phone timeout kind of thing. Like check your mail in the morning, check your mail in the evening, and then just be with yourself and meditate and and do what you need to do. Um, and and that's that's hard because people are often afraid of their mind, but you don't have to be. There's no need, but you need the right way and the right tools to process and to right. access what needs to be addressed. And so I'm definitely going to get that book because, as you know, I like books, too. (laughs) I have many behind me. It's so good. Stolen focus. Yes. And how easy is it to go to bed and it's like, oh, I'm just going to watch an episode of Netflix. And then four hours later, you're like, wait a minute. So I've really I'm, I'm making more of a conscious effort when I go to bed before I go to sleep. Even if I have watched an episode, I'm going to sit, I'm going to meditate. My phone goes away. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do some breath work uh, before I go to sleep. To right. that body. And, and it doesn't mean that Netflix is bad, but it, it there needs to be a good balance. Mm-hmm. So take take that that time, those five minutes and 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 get that book if you like reading, for sure. That's uh, I'm going to order it. In a and I'm so, with you. I like physical. I mean, ebooks are great; they're handy. But I still, I love physical books. The smell, the fact that you could just turn back through the pages, and yeah. So there is something about the design of the cover, the thickness, everything. I, I, I love it. And I couldn't buy physical books when we were moving because it's like, oh, they're so heavy and all of this. But now I can, you know, and and it's just. um it's good. It's good for, for our health too, yeah. you know? 
just yeah away from that screen yeah yeah all right lovely thank you so much for being here with me on this podcast it was so good well first of all it's great to see you because I can see your beautiful face and second of all great to have this conversation with you thank you Debbie thank you so much for for daring to go out there and open up this space for women uh, to create awareness and and knowing that you're not alone you know in this um in this path it can feel very lonely sometimes but that's why I want also people to know that you're not alone and if you're experiencing stuff like you said all of a sudden you're hearing the cats telling you right what's what's going on with him and and if you dismiss that and it's so powerful if you question it or doubt it or think you're going crazy you're actually not like we communicate with with beings with ourselves our higher selves other beings and to trust that and and um so I really want to have that create that awareness and have it out there and uh and are people going to judge yeah probably does it matter oh yeah yeah really really doesn't matter as yeah long, as long as you just keep doing you and um and trusting and believing in yourself and uh doing the healing necessary that you need to do then um it's all good so i'm going to post all the links to how you can get in touch with Yuritsi um below thank in the show notes and um i'll see you next time on the next podcast thank you thank you so much for listening to this episode of she Wu dares I hope you've gained something from it. If you feel you'd like to listen to more, please subscribe to stay updated of future releases. If you feel this has impacted you or you know people that will benefit, please share this podcast. Also, if you'd like to work with me, you can find the information on my website. It will be posted in the show notes. And if you'd like to be on this podcast, there's also a link to an application form in the show notes. Thank you again for listening. I hope you will be back and I wish you a magical day.